Welcome to the bungalow. Welcome to the bungalow. Welcome to the bungalow. Yeah, this your favorite show. Cindy and Kale coming through. They about to let it go. Welcome to the bungalow. Relax, have a seat. Life, loving comics is the place to be. He's a comic book writer. She's a music lover. Things get a little crazy when these two get together. Life's a surprise, like unpredictable weather. But when you got someone you love, it just make it all better. Daily quizzes, tell me, can you keep up? News of the weird, I know you can't get enough. Colors, comic corner. Yes, where it goes down. Welcome to the bungalow, it's our playground, yeah. Welcome to the bungalow, yeah, this your favorite show. Cindy and Kale coming through, they about to let it go. Welcome to the bungalow, relax, have a seat, yeah. Life, loving comics is the place to be. So welcome to the bungalow. From a studio in the heart of Snake Mountain. Let's go. <laughs> the, uh, the definition of insanity. <laughs> is doing the same thing over and over and expecting different <laughs> results. And I feel that the two of us have embarked <laughs> down the path to insanity. Oh, honey, we've done, walked the path, mapped the path, and well, I can t- <laughs> I can tell you that this podcast is, has, has shoved us a few steps further down the path because, uh, <laughs> Um, I, you know, we have this new, this new fancy podcast equipment with different mics and, uh, you know, know, we can plug our phones into it and our computers and it has mixes and pitches and different volume gauges and different studio modes. Um, and it's driving me nuts just trying to figure out how to record (laughs) just once. And, and we invested in this thing, so I want it to work. But so badly, I just want to go back to the old little mic plugged into uh, the the iPad that we were using. Um, but, hey, we're trying something new. So hopefully we sound great. And if we don't, we're sorry. Yes. Well, I mean, we're not that sorry. I mean, we're doing the best we can here. We're not, we're not a professional podcast, folks. Um, and speaking of... Uh, non-professional podcasts uh, from deep in the heart of Snake Mountain with our new in our new recording studio. <laughs> it is the bungalow. I am Cullen Bun, and with me as always is Cindy Bun. And we're trying something new today. You should always try some. You know, should you should make a habit of trying things that are new. <laughs> That's right. We're back. Um, <laughs> And, uh, and like I said, we're trying some, some different things. Uh, hopefully it pays off. Don't know if it will or not. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? So how's the week been, Cindy? What's, what's new in, in our world? Uh, well, Squish has been doing some virtual learning. Oh, yeah. Um, and you've been kind of being sort of a at-home teacher. Which is scary for him and me. Um. There are many days that I sit there and look at him and I say, one of us is making this out alive, (laughs) but there's no way we both are. Um, But overall, it's going okay. It makes me feel good to be, you know, there to help him. And uh, he seems to be doing okay with it for the most part. Yeah. So, yeah. 
Well, so. you know, speaking of Squish, we celebrated a bit of a, a, a milestone this past week. We did our famiversary. That's right. Tell everybody what a famiversary is. Well, I have never liked the term gotcha day. A lot of adoptive families use the term gotcha day, which is the day that you become a family. Now, I don't judge anybody who uses gotcha day, but for me personally, gotcha day makes him fe- makes me feel like that baby is a possession. Like I got this thing and I'd never liked it. So uh, there were times when he was a baby that I was like, this thing has got to go. <laughs> So I, uh, so I had a, had a friend who was also an adoptive mom who felt the same way, and she coined the term famiversary. So it is the day that we became a family, the day that they brought him to us in China and handed him over and said, he's all yours. Yeah, I mean, I remember that day vividly. I mean, not because we watched the video for it. I mean, this past week, we probably watched it a dozen times. Oh, my gosh, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I remember that day. I remember that trip to China. Um, what a, a weird adventure it is. For, it, was, it was for the two of us. It was. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, I, I, it's an adventure that has rewarded us every day since, even in the trying times. <laughs> Even when I'm staring at a computer screen saying, just do your work. <laughs> That's right. Um, so, yeah, uh, happy anniversary to us. Yay, us. Um, what else is going on? I mean, I see you have a drink there. Is that because you spent the day working on uh, virtual <laughs> learning? It is, in fact. No, it is a glass of Moscato. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. I don't know what kind it was. I think it was a cheap Moscato. It wasn't super cheap. It was on sale at Brown Derby, but I don't remember what it was. It, what the brown? It's br- good. The brand was. It's good. I'm I'm using probably half my Weight Watchers points to drink this glass of wine. But you know what? Some days you just don't give a damn. Yeah. Well, speaking of that, there we go. We're both. That's something new. We're both. Oh, yeah. We're both. Uh, uh, we started doing Weight Watchers again. Mm-hmm. Again. <laughs> well, I mean, we did in the past years. I mean, before yeah. we before. Our famiversary, you know, before we we got Jackson, um, yes, <laughs> we we did. Uh, we were on Weight Watchers for quite a while. <laughs> I will never forget. This is off the subject, and we'll get back to the subject of Weight Watchers. But I will never forget. Like a few months after we brought Squish home from China, uh, I was going to the Weight Watchers meetings, and you were staying home with him while I would go to the meetings because we didn't want to take a screaming toddler to a Weight Watchers meeting. But there was one evening that there was one week that some of the girls had asked if we would bring him up there so they could meet him and see him. And uh, do you remember, you know what I'm going to I know exactly what you're going to talk about. <laughs> and so Cullen and Squish come in and Cullen is holding him and, you know, all of our friends from the meeting are, you know, around it, surrounding us and, you know, saying all the things you say to somebody that has a new baby. And uh, this one lady walks up to me and she pats me on the shoulder and she says he is so cute i remember when you were pregnant with him (laughs) and i remember i looked at you and you looked at me then i looked at the other ladies (laughs) and i just i just nodded i was like yep i mean you know let's make make it clear we just said we went to china so 
Squish doesn't look like us. <laughs> um, but we just nodded and went along with it. That that lady was always a little. She was. She was sweet but spacey. Very. Anyway, back to Weight Watchers. Sorry. Yeah. So so now we're trying it again because when this uh, quarantine started, mm. we um, I don't know how to how to explain it. We kind of uh, went berserk food wise at the beginning of the quarantine. Um, I remember I, I went on a beanie weenie spree, <laughs> which I haven't eaten beanie weenie since I was a kid. But for some reason, I kind of thought to myself, quarantine sounds like beanie weenie weather. <laughs> I remember in the beginning when you would do the grocery shopping before we started using Instacart. I remember it was always a, a an adventure. What is Cullen going to come home <laughs> with this week? Because there was stuff you brought into this house that we had never bought in the entire time we have been together. Yes, but uh, I was trying some. I was trying some new things. I don't know why you're punishing me for this. I'm not punishing you. It was just. It was. It was an adventure. Yeah, uh, I admit we kind of went berserk food wise. We weren't eating out. I no. think that, you know, I think that triggered a little bit in my mind. I was like, if we're not going to eat out and get, you know, we're not going to eat at restaurants, then by God, I want some beanie weenie. <laughs> of all the things. <laughs> but uh, but I did put on a few pounds since the beginning of the quarantine. <laughs> so I'm now trying to take those off. And that's why I am drinking a Moscow Mule right now. And But this, Cindy. I was going to say. You're not drinking a real Moscow Mule. I'm drinking. It's real enough. It has vodka in it. <laughs> but it. Uh, we. What's the name of that? What's the brand? They are called RSVP Skinnies. So this this Moscow Mule is made with. It's like a powder that you mix with club soda and the alcohol of your choice. You know whatever goes with the drink, and it makes a um uh a a fake version of the drink it's like a, what are those perfumes called the the smell-alikes the designer imposters <laughs> the, it's like the designer <laughs> imposters of mixed drinks um so this one is a moscow mule and it's actually uh this one's one of the better ones it actually tastes like a moscow mule i like the mai tais too yeah the mai tai is really good they they also make a like a cranberry spritzer twi- yeah cranberry, cranberry spritzer, spritzer and uh, a margarita and um one other oh a mojito Yes. And the mojito, mojito is really good, too. But this one is a Moscow Mule, um, and it, it's not bad. I'm drinking it out of a copper mug, so, you and know. The only, the only calories involved is the alcohol. That's right. There's no, there's no added sugar. There's no added. It's, it's, so, I mean, we're probably going to grow a third head. Or, I mean, <laughs> a third head. <laughs> a third head? A third from drinking. <laughs> From drinking, uh, I don't have a second. Wait a minute. <laughs> have another glass of yeah, wine. Yeah, have some Cindy. more Moscato. <laughs> no, I meant to say third eye. <laughs> but, you know, with all the funky sweeteners that are probably in it. But. I'm pretty sure it's all natural. For We're now, right. it does the trick. That's right. Um, <laughs> so there we go. We're trying to get healthy. We're trying to to be around a little longer. Yeah. So. We're doing good. <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm happy with it so far. Yeah. I haven't I haven't gotten the I haven't gotten to the point where I'm crazy for foods. I feel like I'm still eating what I want for the <laughs> most part. I mean, make no mistake, when when we feel comfortable going back out <laughs> into the world, 
I need like not a cheat day. I need like a cheat month <laughs> to go to all the restaurants that I want to go to that I've been making a uh, list of. And I'm gonna I'm gonna go in order and, and just enjoy all these restaurants. Yes. Yes. So there's that. I'm down. Yes. Um all right. So what's next? Well, I think we've covered the basics of what's new and hip in the world of the buns. I think that hip is maybe a stretch, but okay. But uh so what's going on with you in comics? Oh, comic books. Well, we uh you know, I've got a few things going on. Um uh, I am still working on a few creator-owned projects that uh, that haven't been announced yet, so I can't talk about them. I am sending out pitches for lots of creator-owned projects, so oh, trying boy. to get yeah, trying to get a lot of projects going. Um, it's a weird time in comics, though, because a lot of publishers are cutting back, and a lot of you know they're not or scaling down their release schedule. So I'm I'm contending with that and trying to figure out how to. Uh, how to manage that part of whatever comics is becoming. Um, but, you know, there's we, we just did a Kickstarter. The Kickstarter wrapped up successfully, and we are working on getting those books out. They're going to start shipping in November. Awesome. You know, the, the books will start shipping, and uh, that's for Democritus Brand and The Endless Machine. And you can, if you didn't back the Kickstarter... You can still order copies of the books. And this is the thing that I don't even know that I've told you this. Uh, Jimmy Z, my partner in Democritus Brand and the Endless Machine, Mm -hmm. um, that guy is, you know, he's an unstoppable idea machine. He is. And he always wants to do these different things. One of the things you can get on the pre-order store, first of all, you can order copies of the book. If If you didn't back it on Kickstarter, you can still order copies of the book. But you can order... Cullen Bun Rocks glasses. That what? They are rocks glasses that are branded with the Bun logo <gasps> that uh, Gary Bedell built. Uh, Gary Bedell created for me, so you can have Bun logo rocks glasses and have a, 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 a an old fashioned along with me. I mean, there's also glasses for Jimmy's comic book store, little shop of comics. That's awesome. Yeah, so there's lots of cool stuff that you can uh, that you can grab and. Definitely, if you haven't backed the project already, um, go check that out. Uh, you can find it. Uh, if you go to my website, you'll see a link to it right away. Um, but that's So that's all done. Um, there's a couple of cool things coming in December that, uh, that are now available for pre-order. So you can go to your comic shop and tell them you want to get these books. It's always a great idea, especially now, to tell your comic shops that you want things. It helps them because they can. Uh, it, it helps them to order ma- order material if they know someone is going to be buying it. But uh, first of all, from AWA, I have a new book coming out, uh, all ages book called Bite Sized, which is the story of these uh, little robots that escape from a government lab and end up in a suburban home on Christmas <laughs> Eve. It is very much an Amblin movie or a Gremlins homage. It's uh, there. There's definitely Gremlins and Short Circuit and Batteries Not Included. <laughs> it's all an ET is all in the DNA of that comic. First issue of that comes out in December, so you can pre-order it now. Um, I also have two projects from Aftershock that will be coming out in December. Um, that is, the first one is called Piecemeal, which is 
a 48-page original graphic novel. It's a complete story in 48 pages. Piecemeal is absolutely a horror story. It's a little bit phantasm, a little bit slasher, a little bit autobiography. It's about this group of kids who on their senior year of high school go out for one last party at this old house in the middle of the woods, sort of infamous house. And in that house, they find a jar. And in that jar is a brain floating in liquid. (laughs) Um, And of course, as you do, you take that brain back home with you. And once that happens, uh, bloodshed and mayhem ensue. (laughs) Um, So that's coming out. Uh, And then also Aftershock is releasing a hardcover book uh, that is called All My Little Demons. It is an omnibus of almost everything I've done for Aftershock. So it it's over 500 pages, this, this massive 500-page omnibus. It includes Unholy Grail and Knight's Temporal and Brothers Dracul and Witch Hammer and uh, Dark Ark After the Flood. It's everything that I've done with Aftershock uh, except the original 15-issue Dark Ark series, which has already already been collected in hardcover. So this uh, this omnibus edition's coming out. It's a great idea for Christmas gifts, folks. Come out in, in early, I think, early-ish December. So it's a perfect Christmas gift for fans of my work. Nice. Yeah. Um, so those are a couple of things that are coming out that I, you know, keep your eyes out for, and um, and and that's that's the comic news this week. Hopefully, next time we record, uh, I'll have some more things I can share with you. Some new some new details on some stuff. Awesome. So there you go. Hopefully I'm doing enough work for you. Never. (laughs) Last time in one of the other mini recordings (laughs) that we did, I went through my comics and you acted like I, you you said, and that's it. That's it. Yeah. Because I wasn't working (laughs) enough, but I think I said, what are you doing with all your time downstairs? That's right. (laughs) Um, but so there, there you go. There's the comics news. All right. Um, so I think next we're going to talk just just briefly about something sad that we just heard today. Yeah, I'm really sad. And that is uh, that Road Warrior Animal, the famous wrestler from the tag tag team, the Road Warriors, the Legion of Doom, has passed away at the age of 60. Yeah. Far I'm, too young. I'm so sad. So many of my childhood memories are wrapped up in watching wrestling with my mom and dad. And my mom loved the Road Warriors. Oh, who didn't? I mean, everybody <laughs> loved the Road Warriors. They were awesome. And, uh, yeah. So I, I tweeted earlier today about it, and I, I even said in my tweet, I'm like, I know my mom is really excited in heaven today. <laughs> Do you remember what the Road Warriors, uh, what they what they used to, to say? Oh, I... They would say, what a rush. Yeah. Oh. oh, what a rush. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> Messing with these fancy Weirdo. dials. Yeah, the Road Warriors were uh, were a big deal to me because they were one of the... I remember when I was a kid and we were my family was really into wrestling. And we were absolutely NWA, not uh, WWF at the time. Mm-hmm. It was you know, back then. And the Road Warriors were a big NWA tag oh, team. Oh, yeah. And... Uh, they were the one of the first teams that I kind of thought they didn't. They weren't a heel, and they weren't a face team. Mm-hmm. They were they would 
fight anybody and beat the crap out of whoever they wanted to. <laughs> and uh, and and my I remember my dad took us. We used to go to the wrestling matches in Raleigh, North Carolina, all the time. But I remember my dad taking us to the to New Orleans mm. for the very first Jim J. Crockett Memorial Tag Team Tournament. Oh my gosh! Which was this big two day. It was one of the it was one of the early on big events of wrestling. You know when mm-hmm. and uh, and we went and and we sat a little bit higher in the bleachers on the first day, and then the second day we were right there by the ring. Oh wow! And uh, and the Road Warriors, of course, won that tournament. Um, but, uh, and we got to, you know, we stayed in the hotel where all the wrestlers were Aww. and everything. So that was really neat. And, uh, and then just a few months ago, I got to meet Road Warrior Ant. This was the second time I met him because I met him back then at the Jim mm-hmm. J. Crockett tournament. But I got to meet Road Warrior Animal in, in Chicago at C2E2 again. So, Aww. um, but yeah, it's, uh, they were my favorite tag team. I mean, well, it was, it's always a toss up for me. It was always, the Road Warriors are either the superpowers, which were Dusty Rhodes and Nikita Koloff, mm-hmm. but uh, but uh, they were definitely one of my favorite tag teams. They were awesome. Yeah, awesome, awesome wrestling team. Awesome memories tied up with the Road Warriors. Yeah. So the one thing I didn't know, I was reading up on him today. I didn't realize that he lived in St. Louis. Yeah, I had no idea he he was a St. Louis guy. I know some of the some of the like. Some of the members of the Midnight Express, another great tag team of the of that era, live in Missouri. Oh, really? Yeah, very. Oh, yeah, because doesn't one of them live in like Lebanon, Missouri, yeah, well, which is did like, did not that few, far from us? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Bobby Eaton lived in Lebanon. Yeah, because I remember that because I saw Bobby Eaton at a comic convention, a very small comic convention, a few years back, and I went up and told him a story because uh, <laughs> at that tag team tournament. Um, as a kid, and I walked into the lobby, and there were all these wrestlers, you know, milling about. Yeah. And I went up to one of the good guy wrestlers. I'm not going to name him. I'm not going to do that. Was he a dick? I went up to a good guy wrestler. Name him. Name him. I'm not. And I had my I had my little uh, program book that had pictures of all the teams. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I asked for an autograph. And this this good guy, everybody loved this guy. I can tell you that in the, you can, I'm not going to name him. You guys can guess. Cindy can guess. But in the 80s, NWA, everybody loved this guy. Marty Jannetty. Well, anyway, he wouldn't sign my book. Was it Marty Jannetty? No, I'm not naming who it is. I don't, who was Marty Jannetty in? He was the, one of the. He was the, a pretty boy. He was the Glamour Boys or something. Well, he wasn't, he, was he, he was, what, was he Mar- wasn't Rock and Roll Express, was yeah, he? Yeah, I think he, he was, was Rock and yeah. Roll Express. Marty Jannetty and. Right. Crap, I don't it's remember. It's been a long time. But anyway, this good guy wouldn't sign my book. And I remember Bobby Eaton was standing over a little bit away and he goes, Hey kid, come here, I'll sign your book. Aww. And uh, and I told Bobby Eaton that story. Yeah. I mean he obviously I was like, I don't know what I was expecting that he was gonna say to me, I remember that. <laughs> you, sir, changed my life as a wrestler. <laughs> But uh, but I told him that story and he clapped me on the back and laughed and said that sounds like something I'd do. <laughs> derp, derp. Yeah, but uh, but anyway. Um. Well, I met the I, well, I met a W at the time. At the time, it was WWF. I met a famous WWF wrestler who lurks is very much into the dark side. I wonder who that and could he be. He was a total douche. 
<laughs> yeah. Uh, Total. Were you more of a WWF fan? As I got older, I was, yeah. Now, see, I was, you know, I watched all the WWF stuff, but I loved the NWA stuff. I, had I don't a, know what it was. I just, it felt more real to me. You it know? was. It was. WWF was more of a soap opera. Well, I mean, we had plenty. I mean, look, those stories of... Cool, refreshing drink. That's right, G. <laughs> I just poured the rest of my <laughs> Moscow Mule, and these mics pick up everything. So, yay! Except that's no lemonade. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. There was a lot of soap opera with Dusty Rhodes yeah. and Nikita Koloff and Magnum TA and <laughs> Dusty Rhodes. I'm not gonna do my. Please. I don't think I do it justice. Whatever. Do I do it. remember. My parents went. We went to the Bahamas. My parents won a trip to the Bahamas, and we went. And people from my dad's office went with us yeah. to the Bahamas. And one of the guys that worked for my dad, his name was Sam. Sam looked like Dusty Rhodes. I mean, he was a spitting image. The only thing he even had the the short curly hair, but his oh, hair wow. was red. Wow. But in the Bahamas. Everyone kept coming up to him, asking him if he was Dusty Rhodes. Oh my gosh! And he say eventually, yes? Sam would just, "That's right, that's right, <laughs> that's right, baby." I'm the American Dream. Oh, he would he would get up there and yeah. What was that? Do I'm, that again. I, I feel like I went a little more Elvis than I wanted to. You did, the, but do do the do the Dusty Rhodes again. I'm <laughs> see now. I'm not gonna now. I only want to do it as Elvis, Dusty Elvis, Dusty Dust Dusty. Dusty Rhodes, the American Dream. Tully Blanchard, you put hard times on the American Dream. <laughs> and Tully Blanchard, um, baby doll. <laughs> I think I just fell in love with you all over again. I don't know. All across, all across the podcast of Sphere, people, uh, women have fallen in love with me. <laughs> Panties are dropping, bras That's are flying. Right. That's right, because of baby doll. <laughs> You ain't nothing but a Jezebel <laughs> out on the street. <laughs> yeah, but uh, oh look, everybody in the universe has a Dusty Rose impersonation. <laughs> so. I didn't till I met you. So, Cindy. Since we're talking about retro and 80s. We're talking about retro and sort of, you know, the seasons are changing. Things are getting creepier and spookier out yeah. there. Uh, you... I, I feel like I know a lot about movies, especially movies that I like. I feel yeah. like I, I understand them on a deep and spiritual level. Okay. This week, mm-hmm. just a couple of days ago, yes, you shared something with me that I had no, uh, that is related to a horror movie that I loved, mm-hmm. that I was completely flabbergasted right? by. My, me too. My so, mind was blown. Well, tell us about that. So, I have always loved the movie The Lost Boys, as have you. Um, I was probably not as much of a diehard fan of it as you were, but I've, I've seen it many, many times. Great movie. I remember where I was <laughs> when I watched Lost Boys for the first time. So, I mean, I love that movie. It was, yeah, it was a great movie. And I remember having the the soundtrack on cassette. Also, one of the very best soundtracks yeah. of the eighties. I mean, I had it on. I had it as well. Uh, yeah, uh, 
hands down one of the best soundtracks yeah. of, of movies of the 80s, horror movies otherwise. It yeah. was a great soundtrack. And um, one of my favorite scenes in the movie, The Lost Boys, was the scene where they were at the outdoor concert and the the band was up on stage and the big hulking muscular guy with the saxophone. We used to call him Sax Man, right? Yeah. That's what everybody used to call him. <laughs> was singing and they were singing that song and it was called I Still Believe. Right. It, and as soon and everyone listening to this right now probably can hear yeah. that song in their in their mind. Yes. So fast forward a couple days ago, I'm listening to Spotify and I have uh, I get in these quirky moods and I'll just like randomly pick a station and listen to listen to and i was listening to one and it was like uh it was like 80s new wave kind of uh rock and it had a lot of like the call and uh depeche mode and you know that kind of stuff and i'm sitting there and i'm listening and i hear that i hear this the lyrics or start singing and i'm like wait a minute I know this song. So, long story short, it was the song, I Still Believe. And I was like, wait, what? So I immediately Googled and started doing my research and discovered that the song, I Still Believe, that is in the Lost Boys movie and on the soundtrack was a cover. The original song was done by The Call. Really, and I, I, I've always thought that was. Uh, oh wait, wrong that, one. <laughs> Sit. That's Cindy Shocker. <laughs> yeah, no, I've always thought that Saxman. His name is Tim Capello, by the way. Yes, and he doesn't be in now, doesn't he? Yeah, well, he's still. So anyway, he's we'll still he's still playing Sorry. music. Yeah, um, I always thought it was a Tim Capello song. I always, always thought that was uh, him. It was his song. I never knew otherwise that it was uh, something else. I haven't looked at the soundtrack. Was the sound on the soundtrack? It's credited to Tim Capello, it right? It is. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Um, but yeah, so Sax Guy is. <laughs> it wasn't his. I mean, it was only. It only predates Lost Boys by a, a year or so. Yes, right. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, the, the the calls version came out in '86, and the Lost Boys came out in '87. And speaking of Tim Capello, if you haven't, uh, if you're not familiar with the band Gunship, they have a song called "Dark All Day" that Tim Capello plays the saxophone on. And "Dark All Day" has a vampire vibe, and they talk about they, you know, there are lyrics related to the Lost Boys and and things like that. If you haven't watched the video for "Dark All Day," <laughs> You owe it to yourself if you're a fan of of that kind of the Lost Boys or a fan of vampires at all. You have to watch this video because it's a video about vampire hunters fighting vampires. It's animated most of it, and it has Blade is in it <laughs> and uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the Frog Brothers from Lost Boys, <laughs> the vampires from Lost Boys, uh, the the Gecko Brothers from Dust Till Dawn. <laughs> Um, and, uh, and animated in that video, you see Tim Capello all muscled out <laughs> and playing a saxophone and then they cut to the live action and there he is. He's like in his sixties and he's still all muscled out playing a saxophone. Yeah, so is. there you go. 
Um, so yeah, uh, check out uh, Gunships uh, Dark All Day. If you haven't seen that video, you should go watch it right now. I mean, listen to this podcast first and then go watch it. <laughs> but uh, good catch, yeah. Um, but like I said, it's it's October is fast approaching. The yeah. air is getting cooler. Ooh. So why not talk about spooky, spooky, <laughs> spooky happenings? <laughs> so uh, um, I thought that we should start talking about this because you have been watching a show on TV lately. Why don't we? What show have you been watching and enjoying? It is a train wreck, but I cannot not watch. And it's um, it's called The Osbournes Want to Believe. And it's Jack, Sharon, and Ozzy. And they're all down in the basement of Ozzy and Sharon's house in their theater. And they're watching video clips of paranormal and UFOs and all kinds of spooky stuff. And then they have to... They rate it on a oogie boogie or woogie boogie. The woogie boogie the scale. The woogie boogie scale as to how how much they believe or they don't believe. And it is hilarious. Like, I love listening to the banter between these three. It's a fun show. I've only watched an episode or two with you, but I like watching the clips. And, yeah. And it's fun to see them, see them, uh, their reactions to the yeah. clips. Yeah, yeah. But uh, but there have been some videos on that show that have really freaked me out. Like and, what? Well, there was one just this. I just watched an episode yesterday, and there was one where this man in the Philippines was driving, and all of a sudden, this little or this girl this, that just pops out in front of his car out of nowhere, and it's on the like the the camera. You can see it. And he he freaks out because he, he slams on his brakes because he thinks he's about to hit this girl. And then he jumps out of his car and there's like nothing there. There's nobody. You see him looking under his car. He's looking behind his car. And she's just gone. But it was so weird because she wasn't there. Then she was there. And then she wasn't there. That's it was creepy. Really, it was really creepy. That is creepy. Um, and you said they did some stuff about sleep paralysis, right? Yeah, they were talking about sleep paralysis. and uh, I know I was trying to go to sleep the other night, oddly enough, and you decided to wake me up to tell me about sleep paralysis. I did? <laughs> yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was probably scared. Yeah. But uh, I had, I had, I've experienced it in my life, but I never knew what it was called. But sleep paralysis is basically when you your your mind is conscious, you're awake, but you can't move, and it's usually usually you're very fearful, and people are this is where people are going to say we're certifiable again, but and it usually has to do with the paranormal, like you're seeing a spirit, you're seeing you're seeing somebody or something. And I have, I've always told the story when I was, I'm guessing seven or eight, my family lived in this little two bedroom apartment and it was a really old building and it had been around for a hundred years. And my brother and I, he was, I was like seven or eight. So he was five or six at the time. And we shared a bedroom and but sometimes he would be too scared to sleep by himself. So he would say, Cindy, will you sleep with me? 
So he would sleep at one end of his bed. I would sleep at the other end of his bed. So I woke up in the middle of the night and I couldn't move. I was fully awake and I looked over and I saw this man and woman standing over the bed looking at me and my brother. I can still, I can still picture this woman in my mind just like it happened yesterday. She was an older woman. She had this, she had white hair and she had it pulled back really tight and she had a high collar dress on and she just stood there and the man next to her had on like, I don't know what you call like the really big rimmed old like hats. That like were, a top hat? No, not as high as a top hat. Was he wearing a sombrero? I'm going to kick you. <laughs> um, some, I call them grandpa hats. I know. It doesn't, okay. But anyway, and he had on this long trench coat like jacket and he had dark clothes on underneath it. But anyway, I remember I, I remember I just laid there and I was too scared to yell for my mom and dad who were just on the other side of the wall. But I was too scared because they were so close to me. I, I was afraid, well, they can get to me before my parents can get to me. So I just laid there and I didn't move. And then finally, I remember thinking to myself, just close your eyes and go back to sleep. Just close your eyes and go back to sleep. And I, I guess I finally did. But to this day, I will never forget that. And I never knew what that was called until the other day. Yeah. I mean, I, I've experienced it a few times. I remember when I first moved to Missouri, I vividly remember... I was sleeping on the couch in the living room of my our house, and uh, I woke up and I couldn't breathe. And there was I felt like someone was sitting on my chest, like there was a creature sitting on my chest, like a little man. And I couldn't breathe. I remember that. But the one that really stands out, and you've heard the story before, and I may have talked about it on here before. I don't know. When I was in college, and I had this little apartment, this little crappy apartment, and I. Uh, Every night when I went to sleep, I would see this old woman standing at the foot of my bed. And sometimes she'd just stand in the corner and look at me. And sometimes she'd run up like she wanted to tell me, like urgently to the side of the bed. It was terrifying. But, you know, night after night after night, I was seeing this old woman that was kept coming to the foot of my bed. And I worked at Walden Books. And one of my coworkers was this guy named Greg. And Greg was a, I guess, semi-pro ghost hunter. Like he mm-hmm. used to put on, he used to go, he and his wife would go ghost hunting, and he used to put on seminars about ghost hunting. So I, I told him about what I was, what was happening, and I asked him if he'd, he'd help me with it. Mm-hmm. And he came to my apartment, and he walked around, and he went into the bedroom, and he looked around the bedroom, and he looked at the bed, which was one of the things I had managed to keep from my parents' house. It was this antique bed. He looked around and he said, is that where you, that's where you sleep? I said, yeah. And he said, get rid of that bed. And he left. That was it. Oh that's all gosh. he So I never slept in that bed again. And I never saw that old woman again. Did you keep the bed or did you get rid of the bed? Well, I don't have it anymore. I don't well, know. no, but I mean, at the time, did you? I think at the time, I wasn't even sure what you do with a bed that you yeah. don't want anymore. I was, so I, I might have left it in the apartment for all <laughs> I know. I did not sleep in that bed again. And for years after that, I slept only on the couch. I mean, oh, for wow. years, I only slept on my couch. But I, you know, I remember that Greg saying, get rid of that bed. 
And yeah, I never saw that old woman again after I stopped sleeping wow. in that bed. And it wasn't old. My parents used to collect antiques. And it was one of the, the things I managed to, to save was a, that antique bed frame. Aww. And, aw, what are you talking about? It was a haunted bed frame. Haunted <laughs> antique bed. <laughs> that old woman didn't want me sleeping in her bed. She was. So you hadn't slept in that bed until you moved into that apartment? No, I had slept in it before, but I guess. I, I don't, honestly, I don't remember. But I know that once I yeah. lived in that apartment, uh, I started seeing that old woman. Maybe she. Maybe she maybe was, she was in that drawn, apartment. And maybe she was drawn to the bed because it was old. I don't know. I don't know. So, so many ladies drawn oh to my, my bed for so many, many reasons. Well, this concludes. <laughs> <laughs> but I think we should talk about spooky stuff like this for the month of October. We I should like do a few it. recordings. Yeah. Do we wanna what do we have any other spooky happenings we should talk about? Do you remember when we saw the UFO? In North Carolina? In North yes, Carolina. I do. That's the spookiest thing that I think has happened to us yes. while we've been and you together. Will, you will never convince me that it was anything but. I, well, obviously it was a UFO because it's unidentified. Well, but yeah, it was but something. There, That was the weirdest thing. I. Yeah. I it may be the weirdest thing I have ever seen. And it wasn't just us because the car that was driving in front of us stopped yeah. at the same time. Yeah, so we were... In North, oh. visiting North Carolina. I seriously have got chills right now. We, <laughs> we were visiting North Carolina. My parents lived out in the middle of nowhere country, and we were with my mom, right? She was with us, wasn't she? Yeah, we were driving home from your, back to her house, from your sister's house. Right, so we were driving back to my mom's house, and anywhere, it, it was always a long drive down these dark, deserted country roads. And we were driving along, and I don't know who noticed it first. But there was a light moving across the sky, and it looked like a like you'd see like an airplane. Yeah, it was a white light. Yep. But it was moving across the sky, and I, I've tried to describe this over the years. I don't know. But how it to, was so straight. It like, was so it was, straight and so smooth. Yeah. That's yeah. It. Smooth is the only way I know how to yep. describe it. It it was moving at this. It was it was just smooth. That's. <laughs> It didn't look like a plane. Look at me. I got goosebumps. I know. And, and it, was so, it was such a strange light that one of us in the car said, hey, look at that weird light up there. What is that? And it wasn't a yeah. second or two after we noticed it that that light shot at a 90-degree yep. angle straight up as fast as I've ever seen anything move. It just, yep. and it was gone. And it was gone. It was the, and yes, you're right. The car in front of us stopped because mm-hmm. they saw it as well. Yep. And uh, and that's how I knew it wasn't just us going crazy, right? Um, it's the weirdest, weirdest thing I've ever seen. Yep. Um, I wish it had happened during the era of iPhones. iPhones, yeah, yeah. we could recorded it. Yep, it didn't. That was a long time ago. Yep, but uh, yeah, it was a it was a very strange experience, and I and I agree with you. I think we that night witnessed. Some sort of mm-hmm. alien visitor. Yep. Maybe they came to North Carolina because they were looking for Mount Olive pickles. I don't know. Parker's barbecue. I was going to say Smithfield barbecue. Smithfield barbecue. <laughs> I mean, I can't blame them. I don't blame you. Bowberry biscuits Bo-berry, from Bojangles. Bojangles with some <laughs> Bowberry biscuits. I don't blame you, but it was a weird experience. It was, yeah. Yeah. So that was a. Uh, 
that's our that's our first. We'll tell some other ghost stories and stuff, yeah. things like that, and, and spooky stories over yep. the next few recordings. But now it is time for everyone's favorite news. Of, Cindy's news of the weird. <laughs> we have to get some more sound effects because these are going to get yeah. tired People very. People are going to be like, "Really? Right? What do you have? Like four? <laughs> we, like, the yes, answer is yes. a matter of fact. <laughs> we have four. Well, I got a few doozies for you, a couple of doozies for you. My uh, my favorite one right off the bat. So this lady lived in an apartment complex. And she goes out to her car one morning. And there's a note on her on her windshield. And the note says, are you ready for this? I couldn't be more ready. It says, FYI, I fucked your boyfriend. He said you were broken up. I live in 5D. <laughs> That's a little cold. That's, right? <laughs> That's a little cold. I mean, but really, was she being a good neighbor? You know, she told the chick she had a lying, cheating, skeezing boyfriend. Okay, I guess it's one way to look at it. But here's my thing. She lived in the apartment complex with him. Yeah. She didn't, and she knew this lady parks in the parking lot. Yeah. But she believed the boyfriend when he said, oh, we're bro- I'm broken up with the girl I'm living with right now. Well, that's true. That's I mean, a good point. It seems a little, I mean. I don't know, because the guy I dated before I met you. I shouldn't even talk about it because it's embarrassing to me, but he was such a lion cheating dog and some of the shit he told women and they believed him. Well, you know what? What's that letter say again? It said, it it started out FYI. I fucked your boyfriend. He said you were broken up. I live in 5D. Then she says, think it's better. Then she says, number one, wash your car. Number two, dump him. Okay. So now, yes, if you, you buried the lead on that one. Because, yes, the person is officially a horrible person. Because you could have left the wash your car thing off. Right. Did she write this in dirt on the car? Like, on your, like wash no, me on the no, bag? No, the, look, the, note, the, the, pa- the piece of paper that she wrote the note on... Was it was like a, a notepad that for st- stuff to do. Okay, so I was thinking, you know, it says, "I fucked your boyfriend." He said <laughs> you were broken up. Maybe this is a matter of this girl knew they were together. She knew she was She's cheating. Just trying to break them up. No, 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 no. This is a matter of someone who's done something and feels guilty. She fucked. I fucked your boyfriend. Thanks, Doctor Laura. He said you were broken up. She was broken up about it. She felt bad because the girl was broken up. Yeah, you haven't been around uh, <laughs> women. <laughs> you don't have to be around a lot of women when you're around the best woman all the time. What am I going to do with you? Good Lord. Okay, so I think that person's horrible because they left the washer car. That's kind of a dirtbag thing to well, say. Well, here's the best part. Um, well, I don't know if it's the best part or not, but 
So apparently there's a website called Neighbors from Hell that got a hold of the story mm-hmm. and posted about it. And the girl that received the note on her car apparently got in touch with the website and told them the person who that uh, that she had received an STD from this guy. So she said, the lever of the note needs to get checked. Boom. Was this in Florida? Probably. <laughs> it just, what a, what a Jerry Springer episode come to life. Oh my gosh. You want to hear Jerry Springer? Mm-hmm. All right. So last night I'm watching <laughs> Teen Mom 2. Okay. And there's this girl on Teen Mom 2. Her name is Brianna. And she's the biggest hoe bag I've ever seen in my life. And she hooked up with her baby daddy. And he gave, and so she hooked up with him one night after, after they were drinking at a bar. Well, he was working. She showed up at the bar and got drunk. And he, she went back to his place. They hooked up. And they didn't use protection. So she decided which was a smart move on her part that she needed to go get tested for STIs. And while she was waiting for the results of the STI to come back, what'd she do? She slept with them again unprotected. A few days later, she gets the results. She's got chlamydia. As, as you and were, she lives in Florida. As you were telling me this story. <laughs> Every word of it, a mullet started to grow from my head because that's how. No, there's awful no mullets. No mullets involved. I feel as though I now have a mullet. In fact, he just has listening to in that fact, story. He has. He's bald. He's he's a bald dude. Well, he's probably naturally bald. I'm bald because I shaved my head. Yeah, that's it. You keep telling yourself that. Do you have another story? Anyway, <laughs> so let me see. I like this one. So this poor fool, in Canton, Georgia. So this this unidentified man had a Georgia lottery scratch game card worth $100. And he ran away during a traffic stop. So this guy, this guy was in a car that got pulled over for a traffic stop. And... When the car stopped, this guy was the passenger, so he jumped out and ran. As you do. Come on. And he he left his backpack in the car, and the police got it. And in it was a $100 winning lottery ticket. So That's a lottery ticket. Yeah. Wins $100. Yeah, it's it's a $100 winner. So the police, basically, they they took it all into possession... But then they said, "Well, you want your lot? You you can have your winning lottery ticket, but you got to come get it from us at the police station." <laughs> well, you think he did? I'm sure he went to the police <laughs> station to get his ticket. <laughs> he got arrested. <laughs> hey, it's a hundred dollars. You can't sneeze at that these right. days. That's not even bail money. That's not even enough for bail. I don't know how much bail costs. I've never been arrested for something that I had to be bailed out for. See to it that it stays that way. I've never been arrested either for anything. I can't promise anything. Who knows? I did get pulled over one time because they thought I was drunk driving. 
And you were sleepy? I was No, I was not drunk driving. I was driving a hoopty in the, uh, oh, what do you call it? In the back. It starts with a C. In the back of the car. Anyway, the suspension. The suspension was <laughs> this, broke. First of all, put the wine away. That does not start with a C. <laughs> I know, but there was another name for it I was trying to think of. Anyway, the suspension in the back of the car was broke. So every time I would go over a like a bump or anything, the car would like bounce. Like it was ridiculous. It was an '85 Chevy Celebrity. I had wrecked it. It was it was a pos. But I was driving my boyfriend and his friend home. I was their designated driver, and thankfully I I was completely sober. I hadn't even had any alcohol that night. But the bar that we went to was right across the street from a, a police substation. So they were always camped out by this bar watching people leave. It's the well, worst bar to go to. They see me pull out of the, out of the, you know, I make the turn. My car's bouncing. So they're thinking, oh, I got a bunch of drunks here. So they pull me over before I even get on the highway. The car was such a hoopty. I'm surprised I didn't get a ticket for unsafe, this unsafe vehicle because the inside door handle was broken and the window wouldn't roll down on the driver's side. <laughs> so the cop comes over and he's like, uh, you know, can you roll can you roll the window down? And I and I said, I'm sorry, the window's broken. And he said, "Well, open the door." And I said, "The door is broken." <laughs> and he looked at me like I, I mean, I thought for sure I was going to jail. And uh he goes, can I, I'm opening your door. Can I open your door? And I said, yes, sir. So he opens the door and he's like, you know, I noticed you driving, you know, a little sporadic. Have you had anything to drink tonight? And I said, no, sir, nothing. And I will never forget this. He had me blow into his hand. Like his act, like he cupped his, yeah, it was so weird. Like he, he like <laughs> made horrifying. a fist. That's horrible. He made a, like a fist like this and like made me blow like into it. And I guess he was trying to see if he could smell alcohol or something. I don't know. Maybe so. And um, so then he had me get out, step out, and go to the back of the car. And they made me do like a sobriety, you know, a sobriety checkpoint, all the tests. And I passed them all. But then I remember I was wearing a pair of like really cute mules. And uh, as I turned around to go back, I like, there was like a rock on the ground. And I stepped on the rock and I kind of stumbled. And I turned around and looked at him and I said, it was the, I swear to you, it was the rock. And he just laughed. He's like, just go, go have a seat in your car. And, uh, he let me go obviously. Cause he didn't, you know, but, uh, yeah, I don't even know where I got on that tangent. Sorry. I don't either, but it was a fascinating, <laughs> it was a fascinating tale of woe. <laughs> Do you have any other weird stories? No, that's about it. All right. Well, um, it reminded me that when Squish was little, he used to like Transformers. Yeah. And we had a bunch of Transformers. And uh, his favorite, though, was this knockoff Transformer that we'd gotten <laughs> at a garage sale. And I had called him Hooptitron. I remember Hooptitron. <laughs> and, and one of his favorite games was he would have Optimus <laughs> Prime and Megatron. <laughs> and they and then I would bring, he always wanted me to bring Hooptitron in. And Optimus Prime and Megatron would team up and beat up Hooptitron <laughs> because Hooptitron. because he was such a terrible car. My car could have been Hooptitron. 
All right, Cindy. Well, this was fun. I'm glad we're back on it. I don't know how this sounds. Yeah. I don't know where to. St- I don't know where to. I don't know where to talk with this microphone. I know. But hopefully, it sounded okay, and we can continue. And we'll record the next one in a few days, and uh, and we'll talk about more weird stuff and spooky stuff and hooptytrons. Spooky. Spooky. But for now, sign us out, Cindy Bun. So long from the bungalow. Where the air is salty, yeah. where are we? Welcome to the bungalow. Welcome to the bungalow. Welcome to the bungalow. Yeah, this your favorite show. Cindy and Kale coming through. They about to let it go. Welcome to the bungalow. Relax, have a seat. Life, love, and comics is the place to be. He's a comic book writer. She's a music lover. Things get a little crazy when these two get together. Life's a surprise like unpredictable weather. But when you got someone you love, it just make it all better. Daily quizzes, tell me, can you keep up? News of the weird, I know you can't get enough. Colors Comic Corner. Yeah, it's where it goes down. Welcome to the bungalow, it's our playground, yeah. Welcome to the bungalow, yeah, this your favorite show. Cindy and Kale coming through, they about to let it go. Welcome to the bungalow, relax, have a seat, yeah. Life, loving comics is the place to be. So welcome to the bungalow. From a studio in the heart of Snake Mountain. Let's go.